Strap yourself in. Because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Yes, sir. Reading it loud and clear. 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 The clock has started. The clock has started. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. By sharing our collective expertise, we will show you how to harness, control, and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life you want. And now, please welcome your host. Welcome to this week's Smallest Cast Podcast. I'm your host, Just Nate, and this podcast is designed for the small government contractor service providers, manufacturers, uh, as part of the government contractor ecosystem, connecting people, organizations, and resources. Um, so this week, uh, Dennis, are you there? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine, Nate. Thanks. Okay, sweet. So uh, we got Dennis on the phone, our CEO, and uh, in the it room... Been- go ahead. Wait, before you go there, this has been the most technically challenging podcast we've had yet. So I appreciate these guys because they're about artificial intelligence. And maybe <laughs> we just need to start with the first part of that in intelligence. <laughs> hey, I, I, you know, I'm sorry. We need more time and we'll figure that thing out. We, maybe we need a bigger no, board or something so we can have no, 25 people at a time on the phone here or something. Or. Or um, another headset like this, I can plug directly into the um, board. But this is good. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it figured out. It's all good. Um, okay, so with that being said, we have a team of three people sitting at least twenty-five feet away from me, each person, um, and they are all from a company called Ignite AI. And uh, we've got. I'm going to go down the list here. So we've got, and they're all co-founders. They're equal partners. Nobody's above anybody else. Um, there's some height differences, but other than that, that's about it. Um, so we've got Dennis Audi, we've got Doug Sherling, Doug, and we've got uh, Brian Gilman. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. I should use that term loosely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes you didn't do. say hey, Brian like you said is, Doug. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, well, I don't. Gonna... Go ahead. Well, I said there's going to be fun with two Dennises as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Phone Dennis and... Well, spilled in Dennis. Yeah, I just spilled water all over. Just call me Dan. Denny, Denny, do right. <laughs> Messy Dennis. <laughs> Damn it, Dan. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, welcome, welcome to thank you, the Smalls Podcast. Good deal. We appreciate it. Um, you're ready to be listened to around the world. Back again. Love it. All the states. There's like a whole bunch of them out there. That's great. So uh, huge audience, huge, huge. Hey, but it's growing every day. Well, I'm glad to be a part of this. This is awesome. So for those of you guys who don't know, Dennis is actually down the hall in another room because of COVID or due to COVID. No, due to the fact we don't have enough mics in here <laughs> in the office. So um, why don't one of you guys, and you can look at each other and point, um, give us a quick two minute overview of what Ignite is and what you guys are do and keep it to a level that, um, the kiss theory. Sure. I'll go. Um, 
what we do is we help companies automate um, some of their business processes and we use a variety of different uh, AI solutions that help them really drive out non-value uh, in their business as well as help them increase market share and then leverage knowledge throughout their enterprise. So we have found that, you know, there are a variety of different AI uh, platforms out there that, you know, even small businesses can leverage and, and really go after uh, some of the, the big type contracts and look big. So that's what we want to do is help companies thrive in the marketplace and, you know, be on par with some of the big boys. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I really think it's using technology to help companies get that competitive advantage. And so well, when Dennis was talking a little bit earlier, we, we definitely put the artificial in, in intelligence. So uh, <laughs> we, we thought that would be a good platform yeah. for us to, to start yeah. off at. But really, there, there's so much technology, I think, for that medium-sized business out there to be able to compete now with the larger corporations. And, and we felt like this group of guys here had that knowledge and background that, you know, we could be able to leverage that and help organizations be able to get that, um, I guess what I would say, unfair competitive advantage. Okay. So, so we heard from Dennis right away and then we heard from Brian. So Doug, uh, bring it down to another level below to talk to us about, uh, you mean the really what you do way, way low, <laughs> um, my level. We do a lot of consulting and um, helping companies kind of partner with other companies that are going to make them much more effective. Okay, so that makes it that's very quick and, and simple. You guys are a consulting firm. You help other companies win business and then help them interact with others, right? Correct. And also we help them, you know, integrate some of the technologies that we partner with. So it really gets them going quickly, you know. How with do you partner with another te a technology. <clears throat> so what we do is we go out and we look at the marketplace um, for different tasks that you might do on a day-to-day -day basis and see if there's, you know, technologies there that could help you do it better, like a framework. Okay. Um, can you give me an example? So for example, um, you know, one of the vertical markets we go after is law enforcement. Well, right now everybody knows what's going on with law enforcement and Brian has a background in law enforcement and there's such a big process in hiring police officers that it takes forever to hire a police officer. So we've streamlined the process with a couple of partners that we're working with that bring AI and can, you know, actually look at their social media accounts, look at all the background check type stuff and streamline that process for them. So Brian, you know, has gone through that, knows how to do that. And basically, you know, that's a process where we could streamline and help you know, government, law enforcement, whether it be federal, state, or local. So, okay, so you guys are the type that, for in that example, have you guys found a company that wants to take on that job and then you guys help consult with explaining how the process should be done and they figure out if they need to develop a new product to make that happen? Is that how it works? Yeah, if, if you take a look at the law enforcement community today, um, obviously under a lot of scrutiny and the microscope is you couldn't have paid me enough right now. Yeah. I love I, my brother in blue, but I just, uh, Oh, it's, it's they're a taking tough, a lot of tough job. Unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, so I was a law enforcement officer here 30 years ago. So obviously things have changed quite a bit, but you look at some of the processes we have radios now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. We, 
You want to? You laugh, but we had back then. We, we had to buy our own cars, and they put the CD little, right. Little, little channels to yeah. choose from. Yeah, and we had a little boombox behind our, our chasing so, people doing moonshining. That's right, playing Miami Vice. Nice. Yeah, the rap version of Miami Vice. Yeah, sorry. So I obviously uh, things have changed, uh, but they haven't changed a lot in the technology or, or maybe how they hire these law enforcement officers, and so. You, you may make a law enforcement, uh, you go through the whole, whole process of finding somebody, right? And like you said, most people are like, I'm not gonna do that. And then once you get them in the door, you make them an offer. And now you've got three to six months of doing all of this background check, legwork. And we've actually partnered up with companies that are using technology to be able to take that and cut that time in half. Um, also, there's al also technologies out there that uh, believe it or not, um, could eventually replace things like polygraph tests. Um, you know, using artificial intelligence um, to be able to use polygraph, for example. Polygraphs are not admissible in court because they're not that accurate. Could you take technology and be able to increase that accuracy? So now you have something that you could use for the hiring, then you could use for the monitoring of law enforcement, and then after that, you can you can use it for um, for other things as well, obviously. So, so and that that technology uses micro expressions to you know analyze a department or within the within the police force or whatever entity you're, and then over a period of time they can see is this officer stressed out? You know, I think you said Brian the number one reason is financial that cops are stressed out. You know, and that that has an, a deleterious effect on work. So did I say that? Yes, not oh, deleterious, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but that type of thing, you, you know, is beneficial for um, management to look at their police force over time and say, OK, morale's up or morale's down. How do we fix it? You know, we see these guys being stressed out because they're in SWAT or, you know, they're in a certain department that's stressful. So real quick, Dennis, before I ask my next question, you got a question there. DK. Yeah, so so basically, they're bringing automation of processes to um, the workforce. There's been I just saw a couple articles this weekend on um, you know how the work work is changing and everybody's afraid of robots and artificial intelligence and how it's going to take away you know jobs. And the premise of the article was not really because what we're really doing is helping to take some of those mundane tasks and roll those into um, you know better ways of doing things, not necessarily getting rid of the people, but having to retrain maybe some of the people on how to take all the data they use and either uh, quickly process it faster or quickly process it faster, process it faster and, and or um, be able to aggregate that data and pull different knowledge points from it. And so that's basically what you guys are saying. You're, you're helping them to do, helping companies to do, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's a good, good example. And, and another one is, you know, a lot of medium to small size businesses really don't need IT. You know, they could basically put stuff up on the cloud. They don't need an IT department. Um, there's a lot of framework technology out there that allow you to do things like, for example, our company, we use a product that's up on the cloud to do our accounting. So those are the types of menial tasks that have to be done, but you could do it better and you could do it more efficiently with some of the, the frameworks that are out there. 
And Dennis, I think you're right. It is a process thing, but going back to the law enforcement example, it is, it's also communication. Um, law enforcement agencies aren't known for communicating with one another, other agencies. And so some of these technologies allows that to open it up. For example, if, if I apply at a certain agency and, and they do all the background investigations on it and something comes up in that, um, I could go right down the street and apply to somebody else. Now the technology is there so they can kind of communicate and they're, they're helping to streamline what they're doing by able to, to check in to say, okay, what were the results of that particular background? So it, it's a communication tool as well. So uh, here, all you, hold on real quick. Dennis. Well, so I'm just curious, what about people's rights though? I mean, that you're, you're kind of bordering on. So in, in a government type entity, you know, they're protected and Doug, you, you can speak no to rights. His brother just do as we say and that's it. Well, that's why Doug has got a legal background because he, <laughs> he keeps Dennis and I kind of, a, you know, there are the definitely, yeah, there are definitely some things that you can do within a government environment and that's government at any level, federal, state, local, that you cannot do in the commercial sector. Yeah. That's, that's what I was just so, kind of focusing on is the commercial yeah. sector because you got you got to be careful about data, data privacy rights, or, you know, especially especially Absolutely. nowadays with everything with social media going on. Um, I know I personally don't trust everything I see just because it's the data. There's a lot of data out there, and if you you can now go look on a couple of different websites just to see what big tech knows about you, and it's actually scary. It's it depends little, on what you have turned on, what you don't have turned on, of course. But well, and, and if you think about this technology, a technology to be able to monitor your emotions. I mean, yes, that could be very invasive, right? And and so, you got to be really careful when it when it comes to how that's being used. Sure, and and I would assume before you would implement something like that, I would assume every person would have to agree to something on that. Otherwise, because they could say, "Nah, <laughs> just trust us." No, you use the word that's, independent. That's company. the problem yeah. that Nike's having right now. <laughs> that, that's the problem that Nike's having right now. They. Uh, you know, they're coming up with uh, this new wearable technology and um, there's good and bad to it. You know, the, the amount mm -hmm. of information that they're able to generate now is crazy and what they're able to tell you. But I think what you guys are talking about here is the flip side of that, kind of how that's going to play out. And it's going to be interesting to see how that works. So for one example, there's another AI partner that will manage the corporate communication. So at a very high level, macro level, they're looking at syntax, they're looking at you know, word usage, all that sort of thing to basically get an assessment of morale. Um, but they're not looking at the individual message. So they're not drilling down on the individual email, but they'll look at all corporate communications, whatever platform you're using for corporate, uh, whether it's email, texting, you know, that type of thing. So that's the type of thing that is coming out to give management an idea of where the, where the, company is at from a morale perspective. And, and I get that. I just, I caution uh, a little bit. There's a company I've been following for a little while. Amazing tech. Uh, the company is called Vercata. Um, yes. They, they camera systems, right? But um, not only do they sell hardware, but their software is phenomenal. I mean, just amazing where it can track. If you want to type in, say, I want to find out all the people that walked in, this, in my facility uh, in the past 24 hours wearing a blue shirt, and then trace them their every single movement that they did while in there. Um, phenomenal stuff, but if you do a little research on Google, you'll find uh, they've even had problems with their leadership 
um, getting in trouble for some of the stuff that they were watching. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that, you know, it's great tech and I love tech. I'm a, I'm a professional tech scout. Um, but at the same time, I'm also big on my own human rights to make sure that, you know, right. I, yeah, yeah. You you think about that. And I'm camera. not saying I do something wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> you don't know. I was right, going to ask. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you've been doing. Uh, <laughs> no, but but that that video technology has been in airports for a long time. That facial recognition, where they literally can see you in an airport and be able to run your background. It, it's amazing. It's the it's there and has been for years. Uh, I know. Have to tell me that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You want me to leave now? So, <laughs> no. So now that we're checking up on Nate later, yeah. um, I did have a question about um, walk us through a process. So, you know, one of our customers hears this podcast and not customer, our, our listeners hears this podcast and say, well, you know, we, we'd like to talk about our, our current approach to things and, and help to, you know, refine our processes and or capabilities. So walk us through the process of how how that that whole thing will start and go so what we would do is set up a meeting with them obviously being a consulting company and and try to get an understanding of their workflows and make sure that we understand you know the way they're doing business a lot of companies get off on these tangents and it's not their core business so what we want to do is drive out that non-value in their business and really focus in on where we can help them you know get what we call key uh, performance indicators and and really rally around making them more efficient and also extending the knowledge across the enterprise of the company so really helping everybody understand that hey I don't need to be an IT department I really can outsource that or this portion of my my company I can you know use somebody to do the programming I don't need to invest in testers programmers all that sort of thing that that technology is out there in a framework and oh by the way I can do it all up in the cloud. Okay, so let me let me ask tag up on that real quick. With with everything going on in the news in the past month or so, are you okay with everything being in the cloud? I mean with the, with the knowledge that someday if if somebody doesn't like what you're doing, they can literally just snap the finger and you're done. You have nothing left in the cloud. You're just turned off. So how do you protect against that? So even even that threat um, is something that you can manage with artificial intelligence. There are programs (laughs) out there that allow you to see if there's intrusion uh, coming into your network or if somebody, you know, is doing some kind of malfeasance that, you know, isn't kosher with the company and they can detect that and notify you. It's really, you know, and I, I mean, I could do that the same way. I mean, manually, I could do that today. I could set the building on fire or whatever, True. You, know, you know, so it doesn't matter from that perspective, but you definitely want to have, you know, things in place that'll stop that and mitigate that as quickly as possible. And I, th- <clears throat> I think there's a lot of technology out there too. You, you look at the blockchain technology that's going out there and how do we have redundancy and the disaster recovery that we need? Um, it is, it is, technology scary. I mean, my bank account was hacked uh, last week. And so literally somebody got in there and was able to write themselves a thousand dollars. So uh, was I. I'm swear it's, it's crazy. crazy. I checked this morning. I no longer have $10 million in my checking account. Uh, that's weird. <laughs> I don't know who to call. So if you guys can help me out with that, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me. Yeah. 
we have a, we have a recovering <laughs> lawyer here. So do you have extra money that you come up with? I don't know what's going <laughs> Somehow on. Somehow I had ten million more dollars in my bank account. I didn't know where it came from. Hey, you guys <laughs> just started this business questions. how long ago? <laughs> you got to have cap, venture capital someplace, I guess. Exactly. So. We're self-funded. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a good cue, Nate. Because after after the break, I want to talk to them about how they got here. What how did they how, what's how did they start the company? And right on time. Look at this. DK comes in with he's let me know nicely that I, we got to go to a quick break. So, uh, give me thirty seconds. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Chaffa, the Colorado Housing and Finance Authority. Since 1974, Chaffa has strengthened Colorado by investing in community development and affordable housing. Chaffa's community development team partners with lenders across the state to offer the financing you need to grow your business. Talk to your local lender about Chaffa's cash collateral support program, which helps small and medium-sized businesses access capital that would otherwise be unavailable due to collateral shortfalls. To learn more, visit chfainfo.com. Welcome back to this week's Smallest Cast Podcast. This week, we are talking with a company called Ignite AI that does not actually produce products. But uh, So don't think of them that way, because that's what we thought first. But uh, they are a consulting firm that uh, is doing great things and making waves. So, uh, Dennis, you had a question before we went uh, to break. So uh, why don't you ask that question? Well, so I was curious, you know, as part of the Smalls, our focus has been on you know helping companies to grow. How did you guys get started, and 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 what's been your journey so far, um, and and any kind of major issues that you've seen while you've been growing the the company that you know other companies might have too that you've been able to resolve. So one of the things that you know we came together because we all worked together in a uh, staffing firm for IT and uh, Doug was in operations, Brian was in sales and has been in sales for quite a few years and then also had a law enforcement background. My background was business process improvement and um, helping companies with app development, that type of thing um, and, and consulting on that type of stuff. So through a process of initiatives, we tried to um, implement in a local uh, staffing firm, we decided that, hey, this sounds great. This is something we should probably do because we could see areas that were ripe for automation. And we said, why don't we go out and do our own thing? And we did. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say autom automation? Automation. Uh, no, you said autom automatization uh, or something. Okay. That's a new word. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple of drinks before I came. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say this every time Dennis talks, my title changes. So I don't know what I do anymore. So I thought he was the sales guy cause he's doing all the talking. So, um, but no, I, I think when we were all working together, we saw a need out in the marketplace that, um, we, we felt we could, we fill and the company that we were with wasn't, wasn't there, um, and couldn't see that, that vision. And so, bottom line is we kind of got together and started talking. It's, it's, it's changed a little bit. I think the law enforcement piece of this kind of came afterwards when we started seeing the need there and the fact that we had some tools to, to be able to help um, these agencies. Um, but yeah, Doug, do you have anything to add? Uh, nothing. <laughs> now, <laughs> you, you know, Doug's background too, he's being modest, but you know, he had a great background in, in uh, getting contracts for governments. And Doug, awards and Doug is actually the smart one of the group, and that's yeah. why he's not talking well, too out of much. Out of all you guys, I've known Uncle Doug for a long time. Oh, so. yeah, so you know. Um, it's uh, Yeah. 
<laughs> he's uh, he's oh. been around the block for a little while. He's uh, at least 22 years old right now. So uh, <laughs> at least we've known each other for a few years. Um, <laughs> Times three. <laughs> I think I think the first time you and I had lunch was up in some town, someplace downtown Denver, or I don't remember. I'm trying to think where it was. Chili's. Yeah, I think it was Chili's. Could've I don't been. remember. Could have been. But, you know, we just kind of randomly ran into each other, both yeah. BD folks. And well, we did. We worked together. We tried to uh, basically set up a small staffing firm to basically come out of the pandemic and have everything in place where they could just charge ahead and really compete with some of the bigger staffing companies. And there was just no uh, buy-in from the ownership. So we thought, gosh, we've come up with some great ideas. We need to get together. So we decided to form Ignite AI and see if we could uh, so do this for other companies. Because you're still talking, why don't you tell me how you come up with the name Ignite AI and the logo? Because I'm always, I, I find it usually fascinating. Usually there's a story behind it. Well, well, first of all, do you like the logo? Because if you do, I did it. But if you yeah. don't, one of these guys did. <laughs> Dennis and I paid for our logo last time. Oh, you so did? Okay. <laughs> Well, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually did. I did the logo. Okay. When, yeah. I bet how'd you when, go? When Dennis mentioned he could burn the building, that's where the match came Literally. from. <laughs> Great. You want to you tell him about the Do you the have name? a red stapler too, Dennis? No. Is that, how, is that how the last job ended? Somebody stole it. <laughs> he, kept, he kept showing up to work and yeah. in the basement. You know, but, but you know Brian stupid. and I um, really came up with it. Um, in a previous life, we worked together, and it was a situation where, you know, the Ignite part of it was like igniting growth and getting companies going with technology, and that's really the genesis of it. Um, many years ago. Many years ago. So we decided we were going to use it for this company, and Brian put okay. the, the logo together, and we did it. So Ignite AI, for these, for those of you guys who don't know, you guys will see it eventually here when we get to their website and all that kind of stuff, but... Uh, it's, it's the word ignite with a little flame over the I and then AI for artificial intelligence with a circle around it. And I'm assuming, is that a play on the it's, Avengers or something? Yes. Antifa. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to go to break again. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, I have a brother who's actually a really good commercial artist and he works at Peterson Air Force Base. And he looked at the logo and went... Yeah, it's a little busy. So um, you can't hurt my feelings. If you get on there, make comments about uh, the logo. We're we're good with whatever you think of it. And then uh, and then well, we str it. we struggled with the tagline and just came up with that. And so. the tagline is transforming intelligence. Yep. Nice. I like it. Dennis, what do you got? DK. Are you awake? I don't I don't <laughs> know where to go with the logo discussion, but okay. Um, so. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys do also, um, you help companies like if they want to bring on, um, office 365, I know you probably talked to them about, yeah, maybe you should go to office 365, especially now we have CMMC, et cetera, coming out. But do you guys do also like that kind of technology as well? Like what kind of platforms I should be bringing on and what kind of it services or integration of like 365 into my company? Yes. So, you know, what we'll do a lot of is customization of software. Um, so a lot of companies want to migrate some of their apps up to the cloud. Um, so we'll work with, you know, technology experts and actually outsource and help them to, you know, get those applications in the cloud so they can, 
you know, grab those um, business processes wherever they're at. So wherever they can find a computer, they can go in and, and log in on the cloud and um, be able to use those softwares. And Dennis, I, I think that's a great question because I, I think when the pandemic hit, a lot of the government agencies around, uh, they had the technology, but they didn't really know how to use it. And so um, Office 365 and how to use Teams, let's say, um, we've actually done, I've actually done some training um, through my brother with how Teams works and, and you know, they, they were scrambling like everybody else. And so that's why, uh, you know, we can jump on the phone and do some basic training, blocking and tackling. Here's, here's, here's how this technology works. And then, then get the real smart guys in to dive any deeper. And, and, you know, I think companies are looking at why do I need an office building? You know, um, this is really awakening the giant in that you can do and have, you know, disparate workforces doing the same task, getting it done more efficiently. There are some companies that are finding that it's more efficient to be working from home and remotely. You know, I, Dennis DK and I were talking quite a bit about that. Um, I, I think, I think it, what one good thing that this, the, the worldwide worst pandemic in the entire universe um, has brought to light is that companies can do that, right? Especially on the DOD side, because before it was never, we don't trust you. You mm-hmm. cannot, you can, people are just going to watch TV or play video games the whole time at their home. Yeah. Obviously that's not the case. Um, you might have a few bad apples, but for the most part, I think it's kind of, it's, it's opened people's eyes to say it's possible to allow it to happen. Now, with that being said, I think we've lost a huge amount of energy when, when it comes to collaborative co-working, obviously, uh, because the energy is not there. Even if you get on a team's meeting, because we're on them all day long, every day, I find myself starting to drift off. Hey, a squirrel, right? I mean, because that energy is not the same as when we're sitting across the table from each other. The energy is not the same when you want to whiteboard together. Um, so I, I think you're going to see the pendulum swing, and I keep saying that pendulum thing. Mm-hmm. But you'll probably see you know, commercial real estate go way down because people are, com- especially the big boy companies, right? The the Raytheons, the Northrop's, the Honeywell's, they're going to say, well, maybe we can save $100 million a month just by dumping a whole bunch of this real estate and have people work from remote. But then I think you, I think five years from now, you're going to see it come back again where they're like, nah, we kind of need people to be interacting with one another again and on a teaming environment. And I agree with that. I, I definitely think like, for example, we're meeting twice a week face-to-face because we have to have that face-to-face time. And, you know, I think you'll see companies that have conference rooms, you know, like Regis and those types of, of companies, they'll mm-hmm. take off. And I, and I need to hotel at an office maybe to meet with Brian and Doug. And, yeah. you know, I, I don't need to pay rent, you know. Yeah. So that's where a smaller company can take advantage of that. Oh, yeah. yeah it really is a balancing act. I, I've been working from home on and off for 20 years. I, I remember my first home office was in an unfinished basement. And I was down there like, what am I doing? And, and you're right. I mean, a lot of the companies, you know, they had this belief, if you're not here, you're not working. And I've been in those office places and they're there and not working. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, they're going from office to office and, and, and screwing around or whatever they're doing. But so that balance. And, and if you look at the statistics, statistics are showing and some of the local uh, firms here in Colorado Springs, production went up uh, quite a bit. We saw in our previous company that our billable hours uh, for our technology folks were at, was actually going up. And so you want to balance that because you don't, you know, you, you don't want to be in an office 
forever and not seeing anybody face to face. But that, that interaction, I totally agree with you. When you're together, that energy is is completely different than than being on a Teams meeting. Yeah, it just it's just different. Yeah. Um, I know Dennis and I. Uh, we get a lot done here just by whiteboarding, right? If we'll just be like, hey, we got this proposal coming due. Let's just go grab a half hour in one of the conference rooms, just start putting stuff down on a whiteboard. Now, we can do that electronically too, but it's just something missing uh, that I've I found personally. But I'm an extrovert, so you know, I guess the introverts are loving it right now. You know uh, what? And I will say this over the years, there's some people that should not work from home. I mean, it's just, it is not. I did before I started yeah. this job. I was uh, working from home 16 months straight. Um, now, as a BD person, I was going out and meeting with people like Doug and others, um, but and which I loved that part, but I dreaded just waking up, just walking down the hall, 6 a.m., start at the computer, stay there till 5 p.m., 6 p.m. at night. Just, I, I absolutely hated it. I yeah. just, I'm, I was driving, I was going crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I need to get back into the real world. Yeah, office space is just gonna change. You're not gonna have individual offices. You're going to have that collaborative space. You're going to have collaborative co-working. And it's become, you know, even the CEO is just going to need a cubicle. So. Because everything's uh, on his computer. I I hear another business venture. Let's just buy a couple of these. (laughs) Well, and and a testament to that, I work, I live up in Highlands Ranch and. I'm sorry. I use the (laughs) Lone Tree Library and it's packed. They have conference rooms. Yeah. And they're all packed with business people. Seriously, I I got so frustrated just sitting at home. And I love the home. It's just I need to get out. I just just that's yep. just my personality. So I would literally go sit at libraries. Uh, yep, both up. Nate? Yeah. Nate. Yeah. Yeah, your wife's on the other line. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She's wanting to know where you are. He got real red. <laughs> Don't scare <laughs> that. I'm like, am I am I late for a meeting with her or what's yeah. going on? Yeah. Can you let the dog out? <laughs> I love the house. But when she was at work, she was at work. I was at home and uh, I just, yeah, I'd go to the libraries. I'd go to Starbucks. I'd go anywhere. Just, I'd sometimes just drive in my car to go down to, I, I actually worked at a couple of the collaborative co-working spaces, right? Just yep. here's 50 bucks for the day. Just let me get exactly. out. And even Starbucks that have patios. I mean, it, it could be 25 degrees. People are out there <laughs> if yeah. they're in the sun, you know, cause they want that interaction. Yeah. So. I agree. Okay, DK, what what kind of questions you guys got for these guys? Well, I, I do want to know um, how companies can get a hold of you um, and start the process of kind of looking at what's going on within their companies and where they can make things better because that, that definitely sounds like something that everybody needs. So how do they get a hold of you guys? So they can uh, email me at djoddy at ignite-ai.com or call me at 720-436-2152. And do you guys have a website? Yes, it's actually ignite-ai.com. I'm writing this down, Dennis. Okay, and what's that? I said I was writing it down. There you go. Um, so... Uh, when they go to that site, is there a place they can, you know, uh, put in kind of their questions or, or um, services you guys offer? What Correct. Again, what they're, you know. Yes. So right. they can go to our contact page and we have an intake form that will email us and then we can get a hold of them. Um, also, there's some video up there. We're going to be adding more video um, in the next few weeks and it'll give a good overview of each service discipline that we do. 
And, and I will say this, it's, we're, we're going to try to make this as easy as possible. It, you know, low risk, it's worth the conversation. I mean, I, I like to use that term unfair competitive advantage. How can we help you get that? And, and it, like I said, it's, it's worth the conversation and, um, um, you know, you won't hurt our feelings if you don't like what we have to say. So, well, you might hurt Dennis as he's, <laughs> he's a little sensitive. And again, we're, we're really focused in on the small to medium sized type businesses that might be dealing with a giant in government bids or awards, that type of thing. Okay. So are you guys helping? Uh, what about companies that have products? Are you guys like trying to really make those connection points? Is that kind of what about from the government side? Do you guys have like a list of govies that you guys are passing stuff to and or how does that work? Well, my background, I've, I came out of government contract consulting, primarily in the construction industry, but, um, and I do provide some of those services for contractors. Okay. So that's one area as far as government contracts. Yeah, as far as like products, we've got video interviewing products. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, again, the AI interviewing uh, software as a service product. Uh, that you could get. One of our partners actually has a, a product that's a database. Okay. Um, now, are all these products through partners or do you guys have your own from from the three-person team I'm looking at right now? Because I think, Dennis, you said you used to be a programmer or you had programming apps or whatever. Do you guys have your own products no, too? No. So what we, I guess I would classify us as an integrator of technologies. Okay. Um, so we bring to bear a basket of technologies that these guys can get up and running you know, your audience and really be, you know, increasing the velocity of, of uh, the business. And, okay. and, and these partners are, are vetted, let's okay. say. So it's not just, you know, video interviewing, for example, there's a lot of those companies out. These are companies we've used. Uh, we understand their technology. And so it's, it's not that you have to go out and do an RFP to, to find who the, who the best uh, video technology interviewing company is. If that makes any sense. So I'm, I'm very curious because I'm interviewing for people right now. So what does this interviewing software do? Well, it, it, it can do anything from a, uh, a one person interview that they record their interview all the way to kind of what we talked about before you actually would get a honesty test coming out of that interview. So th there, there's a range of, uh, let's say you, you have four or five questions you want to do you can have somebody record their answers and you and Dennis get in the back room and, and watch that and you decide who's going to go to the next level. So that, that would be a basic one. Uh, one of the ones that we've used uh, before is um, a great platform really designed for recruit recruitment firms um, where you can actually put a resume on side. You, you listen in on the recruiting um, interview and then you pass that on to your internal managers and then they, they decide what they want to do. So there's built-in approval routing. You know, if, if you are all working remotely, you can quickly send out the, the interview with your teammates and say, okay, is this guy good or not? Or So I'm know. curious, do you guys try or use all the products that, we do. that you're partners with? Yes. Yep. Very nice. Is that part of your guys' deal with them to say? You know, for the most part, sometimes it's, you know, costly. There's, there are a few platforms that, you know, it doesn't make sense because we're a small business. And it might be geared towards a, a mid-sized, yeah. Okay. And, and I don't want to recommend something I haven't used. I, I'm the exact yeah. same way. I want to make sure that this is what they say it is, right? Yeah. But, you know, with those larger type uh, applications, we, we definitely would get a demo and, and set it up so you could see how it would work. Okay. So there's, 
uh, sounds like, and I'm just trying to get this all straight in my head. Sounds like you guys really have two customers, right? So these companies you work with that are partners, do they pay to play too? Or is it just the people that come to you looking for a product that can do X, Y, Z? I think you're right. We have two, we have the partners is what we would call our customers and also the, the clientele. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That makes sense then. Yeah. Well guys, is there anything else you guys want to tell us? I mean, I I've learned a lot. Have you really? Yes. Don't give Dennis any water. Cause whoops. Yeah. So we'll be a sponsor going forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I recorded that right there. Yeah, yeah. We are looking for new sponsors. So those of you guys in podcast land, uh, we are looking for additional sponsors now because uh, our last uh, six months worth of sponsors are, are rolling off now. So uh, we are uh, looking for sponsors out there. So if you too can be part of the Smalls team. Um, no, but in all honesty, guys, we, we appreciate you guys coming on. Um, I know you guys drove all the way down from Highlands Ranch and wherever else up north there. Um, yeah, way north Colorado Springs. Way north. Way north. <laughs> way yep. north. Northgate. Oh, wow. That is way north. Yeah. It's almost monument. It is almost monument, <laughs> but it's better in Highlands Ranch. Well. <laughs> it is but you're not as rich over there as they are in Highlands Ranch. Exactly. No, they're, they're, we have libraries. <laughs> <laughs> they're snobby people look down on the little people. And their books don't have as many pictures in them. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no. Highlands Ranch is gorgeous. And, and there are some people that have money up there. Others just pretend. But, uh, okay. Dennis, any other closing statements from you, sir? No, sir. This was great. Uh, you know, we always want, uh, as Nate was saying earlier, we, we, we're not just looking for sponsors, but we're always looking for uh, folks to come on to talk about their companies so we can get word out about your company, who you are, what you do, how you can, how you support and interact with the uh, government contracting ecosystem in Colorado. So thank you guys very much for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank, yes, you. thank you. Yeah, you don't, need, you don't need to be a sponsor to partake and participate in a podcast. You don't need to be a partner. Um, if you destroy equipment, you'd be a sponsor. That's the bulk of my time. Um, but thanks for committing <laughs> us, Dennis. Yeah. So, um, but we, we do appreciate you guys coming on. And, and then like Dennis was saying, DK was saying, um, yeah, we're always looking for people to come on the podcast, tell us about your business and, uh, we will get you out in front of the world and, uh, hopefully try to get you guys, uh, known and more business. So, uh, with that, this is just Nate signing off. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. You've reached the end of another episode of the Smalls Cast podcast. Connect with us at thesmalls.org. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive our free materials. See you at the next episode. See you at the next episode.